having a martini discussion, Slee, online with uh, one of our members of the Travis Slee community, Aaron Palmer. We're getting into the minutia of martinis. Is there a, a cocktail that you are particularly um, anal about? It's got to be just right or you're a little bit dissatisfied? Only because I like bourbon on the rocks that I, I don't really have. You can't That's really screw that up. That's, yeah, yeah, you can't screw that up. Rocks, bourbon, glass. That's all. If they pour it on the bar, I guess it would be a mistake. You always point out that that's your drink and that, you know, somebody that does it right and they Ooh. know how to do it, Ooh. it's completely different than somebody that's just going through the motions. What are some things that you have to have just right? That if it, good is not good enough, it needs to be just perfect. Go ahead and hit us up on Twitter at Travis Rogers, at Alan Sliwa. Um, Emily was just showing me a video during the break of how old was he? 15, Emily? It was him at 12. 12. So Bryce Harper is like pitching in like a little league tournament or something, and he's just mowing guys down. Just it's it's a joke, and you you forget he was a guy that was the next big thing when he was fifteen. He was on the cover. LeBron was like the first high school kid. Yeah, and then shortly thereafter, I bet within a year, Harper was on the covers of high school kids saying, "Oh no, this guy's going to do for baseball what LeBron did for the NBA." It hasn't quite gone like that, but Harper's on that list guy of guysly that lived up to the hype. He, he has been more or less as good as advertised. He showed up as a kid and has been awesome more or less every single season he's been in the league. LeBron, Tiger, Serena, Bryce Harper, I'm sure I'm forgetting one or two, but that's so difficult to do, to be a prodigy and hit like that. Max Verstappen? He was a prodigy I don't know that, that sport well enough, but kid. sure, I'll buy that. It's, it's funny because he is... You're right. That's Sports Illustrated. It's chosen one. Yeah, the most exciting prodigy since LeBron. Yeah, um, I've got a good memory. Remember, remember what I said before. I'm a very smart man. So. <laughs> there is there there are certain players or certain athletes that you like. I use Bryce Harper as an example. He's kind of got you know his career is up and down. Up and down is how people perceive him. Up and down is hey, is the guy overhyped, overrated? I saw once they beat the Padres and got to the World Series, there was. Some kind of survey that was out there for players, and I don't know if this was last year or a year before. Some one of the most overrated players in Major League Baseball, and Bryce Harper was on that list. It, it's, That's inaccurate. Well, it's interesting to see <laughs> it see it kind of full circle now because he was he's been so important to their run to get into the World Series, right? Their and, best players playing like their best player, playing like their best, and and above that, yeah. And in the biggest situation that yeah. the Phillies had. For their entire season, he comes in in the eighth. It's a two-run homer. They went four-three. Um, I don't want to compare him to some of the players that you just mentioned. He's not on. He's not on the list of greatest ever. He's not that. But he was hyped like those people. So and he's not a bust. He's no. he lived up to MVP above average. So hyped is one thing, and then all the people that you just mentioned are arguably the greatest in their sport. Sure. So you don't want to put him there, but this is part of his run and go kind of create your legacy. But this isn't even just he's better than he's an MVP. He's mm-hmm. got a chance to win a World Series. Yeah. He's he, he's played his best on huge stages along the way. It's uh How old is he now? 30 I, I guess. I mean, I want to say maybe a little bit less than that, maybe 29. But he's uh, he's got a lot, a lot of baseball. Thirty, and then there's examples of a couple people like this right now too. Yeah, so just turned thirty. There was Zion Williamson who yep. was we'll highly see. touted, and you know, is stories still yet to be written. Was Zion touted like that when he was fifteen though? I, I don't I, know. I, I don't, don't know, know fifteen, but it was as 
big of hype as you got from a college player coming to the NBA since LeBron. And yep. then now Arch Manning, I think, is the biggest one for football we've had in a while. So like that whole Peyton idea Manning to get him to come to any college hype. team, it's like I think that's the next person we can watch. And hopefully, again, I don't want to wish any ill will on any young man at this point in time, but like we'll see what his story comes out. That implies that you're willing to wish ill will on them later in life. I mean, you hear me talk about Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. Not when they're so. under 18. By the way, the world's catching up to your Aaron. They, they, Aaron Rodgers is catching heat all over the place. You see, I, I don't like that. I like criticism, but when you're playing bad, you can't say everyone else is playing bad and not take some of the blame yourself. He's like, oh, we're making, you know, Double-digit mental mistakes, or dude, stop. He was the one who passed the forward pass on that uh, on the on the last play of the game. So. By the way, just take the heat. Just say, hey, it's on me. You make the money. You do all the things. That's okay. State that comes commercial. with it. Take it. All right, let's try a quick phone call. Gardena and Johnny. Johnny, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Hey, how you guys doing? Uh, barbecue. Barbecue has to be done right. Yeah, that's a good one. What What makes it right, in your opinion, Johnny? What What exact What What could or maybe a better question is what could be done wrong? Where you're like, this is okay, but it's not what overcook I'm looking for. it. Uh, the sauce got to be the sauce. You don't want you know a cheap sugary sauce, and the sides too. Some cream corn, some baked beans, smoked mac and cheese. Smoked mac and cheese. Lee, I didn't Ooh, even yeah. know oh, that was such a thing. Have, Emily, you said like you, you said. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Like you know I've that. had smoked mac and cheese. Really? Yeah. No, it's it's really really good. It's like, um, you know, it's like instead of just um, putting it in the oven or whatever, you'll put it on the grill. Uh, and and you know the uh, tin foil container thing, and then sure. you uh, that it's great. You yeah. can also get smoked. Uh, Gouda, smoked cheddar, all these different types of cheese that are smoked that are really good. Um, it adds a deepness yeah. of flavor. Where? I, I feel like Tell you're offering where. to make this for us. I look forward I to eating I, it I can, when you I bring can it make in. it for you guys. That sounds, uh, that sounds very, very good. All right. So there's an article in The Athletic. They're talking about a handful of different baseball things, um, specifically about the postseason. Do you like the new format? Um, does the starting pitching matter more in the postseason than it does in the regular season? And one of the questions was um, – do managers make a different, a bigger impact on your squad during the postseason than they do during the regular season? This is from an anonymous scout who okay. said, that's a trick question. I think the analytics people have changed the manager's job more than the playoffs themselves. I've been told that one manager was handed a sheet by the front office and told, hey, this is how it's going to play out. Here's how you have to manage it. That's why he manages the way he does in the playoffs, why he pulls pitchers, why he won't let anybody go a third time through the order. Stop me if that sounds like somebody you've heard from before. Well, no, because um, Freddie Freeman already, or Andrew Friedman already said that that's not the case. So <laughs> that you don't have to apply that to Dave Sleep, Roberts. This is like they interviewed me. This, this is like, I, I've never been a scout, so I, I can't be the anonymous scout number two. But that's it, right? Here's your instruction sheet. Yeah. Here, follow this, and if you don't, we'll find somebody that will, and then we're going to pretend that you're the person. Is is that not Dave Roberts to a T? So it is, and I don't think there's any. It literally is to a T. And by the way, it's, he's not the only one, but I think he's the one that's most glaring because the Dodgers are there every single year, and they're you feel like they're in a position where they make similar mistakes every single year. This is my question is, do, do you think anything changes? Do you think if you're if you're somebody who runs an entire baseball organization and everything is so predicated on analytics and you have a pretty good large sample size to show that hey in the postseason it might be a little bit different that you actually do need to have a manager make calls on the spot that you it, it might be a good idea to not just go on this sheet of paper they're so smart and they're and 
they're making so much money to make these decisions and determine what a, a, a baseball team like the Dodgers do in the postseason. Don't they adjust too? Or do you think they say the math is going to play itself out and the averages will average itself out? And actually, you're going against analytics and you're going against of our entire philosophy and the 162 games unless you do do it this way. There's a couple of things here. Number one, do I think things are going to change? No. I think they like the way that it is. Not the results. I'm not saying that they're satisfied, but I think they are okay with the structure that they've built, which is we're going to pretend that the person's making the decisions that at least at best is collaborating and at worst just executing a predetermined plan. So they think the results are going to change. They, they're they hoping the results will change. They think that, you know, look, that there is variables that even when we have a 111-win team, that that gives us a 58% chance of winning as opposed to a 54% or whatever the numbers may be, right? I don't think the, the only reason it would change, though, is if they're tired of the question that they think that they can go in a different direction. I When I hear something like this, you know what the first thing that pops into my head? Mm-hmm. I think it exonerates Dave. I think all the heat that he catches, I think all of the grief that he has to deal with, with taking this pitcher out or putting this guy in left field or not pinch hitting this guy for that guy or whatever the decision Might exonerate, be. but also makes him um, irrelevant. Yeah, well, again, I don't. I like Dave, so I don't want to say irrelevant. But, but just you, think you about might, that. You're, like, you might be right. If it's if if that's the game plan is, hey, there's a sheet of paper here, and that's not to say that Dave isn't sitting in a room with the front office, with the analytical people, and giving his input. Yeah, guys, you know what? That's a good. No, no, no. Why would we do that? And this, that's not saying that he's not giving his input, but ultimately, doesn't it kind of make the manager... It makes the manager, in the sense that you're thinking of, less important or unimportant. And, and by that, I mean, okay, we're taking him out. Let it ride, right? The uh, Zach Wheeler's dealing, let him go. Dusty Baker sees Fromber Valdez is dealing. The analytics say, take him out after fight. Hell no. He said, let it ride. Okay, that's the manager that we're talking about, right? The guy that makes... Ba- I think and the all Dodgers, teams that went further than the Dodgers. Sure, but I, I think the Dodgers and other teams. This is not exclusive to the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. I think Joe Madden is unemployed right now because of a disconnect in this philosophy. Yep. I think the Dodgers believe that the most important role that a current manager has is his interpersonal skills. How do you get along with the guys? Do they respect you? Do you set the tone? Do you make sure that guys are prepared? Do you hold guys accountable when they're not doing the things that they're supposed to do? It's it's more of a personnel manager than it is a baseball manager i need to manage these people and make sure that they're put in a position to do the jobs that the computer is deciding which jobs they're going to do i think that's the it's funny because you know when you say you just named off a couple different teams and a couple different managers that didn't do it exactly like the dodgers Mm -hmm. and the dodgers are so smart and they have such great personnel and they have such such great individuals representing that team the fact that they can't find this happy balance doesn't make sense to me because when the dodgers were eliminated the padres were doing things that were different than the dodgers Mm -hmm. because they left a pitcher in for a couple more outs the astros are doing things that are a little bit different than what the dodgers were doing the phillies against the Padres, had Wheeler. I think Wheeler pitched, I want to say, I, I know he pitched seven innings in the first time The first time he came out. I don't know the second game was it six or seven innings. He didn't score any runs off him. But it wasn't, hey, the third time of the order, we're taking him out. So that that's what kind of is mind-boggling to me is as good as the Dodgers are, they allow that there's like no room for, they don't leave any opportunity for something different. It's like it's already written before the game there's even no starts. There's no context. 
I think context is a word that we're looking for, right? There's no, hey, yeah, I get it that usually the third time through goes poorly, but I'm willing to risk it tonight. I'm willing to see what happens tonight because that guy hasn't given up a hit in five innings or he's given up two hits or they haven't scored any runs. I'm willing to do it. I, I, they got to do something different. I, I can't say they may look, this may get weird. The Dodgers season next year could be weird where they look a lot. Cody Bellinger's been here a while. Yeah. He, it's likely he could be gone. Mm-hmm. Justin Turner is the Dodger of this run, not named Clayton Kershaw. He's the guy. He could be gone. Trey Turner is likely gone. Aaron Judge could be here. Edwin D. I mean, this team could look a lot different than it did a year ago, which is weird to think about because they won 111 games. Mm. Like the the idea of saying, "Well, look, we got to do this." Like, yeah, let's 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 work in the margins here. Let's not go too crazy. You don't want to totally torpedo a team that won the sixth most games ever. It, it, they're in a bizarre. They're- they, they are unique spot you're right unique spot you, you don't have to go out there and say hey let's blow this whole thing up of course they don't they're not going to do that nor do they need to but those decisions that we were just talking about based in the athletic that's a perfect that's a perfect example of what you saw there in the athletic can you make some calls based on what's happening in the game can you ba- can you can you also allow a manager to manage? And I, I don't think they've, they've obviously done that. Quick one. This is a good one about the, the little details that matter in a drink or some food, Slee. This is from uh, Labrow Land. Michelada. Beer not complimentary. Chamoy not there and the over underdone. Hot sauce not right or the only thing in it. Limes not quite right either. It's either perfect or just bring me the beer by itself. Yep. Yep. That's a very good example because sometimes they'll put that that uh, like the chili powder, the tahini on the rim. Yeah, I like a little, but a little too much, and now I'm only taking the tahini and, and chili powder. Yeah. Let's just let's go a little subtle. It can always add. You can never take away. These are the little things in life. When is a goodbye? Not really a goodbye. That's coming up next. Travis Lee. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 710 ESPN. Am I the only one that is completely and utterly disinterested, Slee, by the fact that Lendell White said he had a suitcase full of cash in his apartment when he was at USC? Disinterested or just not surprised? Is that what you mean? Say, yeah, in this yeah. case, they mean the same thing to me. I just assume that everybody had varying degrees of suitcase size left in their dorm room or their apartment. I just figured that's what's going on. You know what's, has been. what's pretty good is not that it's like – the news doesn't come out. Everybody's like, what? They paid players to come 
to go to their university or they gave them certain bribes or whatever the case is, right? That part's not the surprise. It's not a bribe. It's it's payment for services rendered. It's 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 right. I mean, it's payroll. I think what's what's more fascinating is that it's not more of a common theme. And what I mean by common theme is that it's not more like every year there's not 25 guys coming out and saying, yeah, I mean, I just, you know, got this new car and this is how it happened. Like, I'm, I'm surprised it just doesn't you come mean more out more. people don't tell the truth, yeah. kind of, sort of? Yeah. I, like, it's a, it's hush money. This is, but it's not. Not it, hush it, money. It's, that's it's, not the right, that's the wrong way to put payment it. payment for services rendered, only right. now it's legal to do it. Back then, it wasn't. Maybe now because it is legal to do it too, now it's just like, oh, well, I might as well just tell these stories is what it is. Two two thoughts went through my head when I saw that story. Number one was, I don't believe it was $150,000. I believe there's a bag of cash. I don't think there was that much in it. And I think that probably every really good player at every really good program in America has a similar story. Yeah. And has going back to the 1960s. <laughs> that now sure. that it's legal, sure. it's just why, why are we still talking about some guy getting money for doing a job that he was hired to do? Pretty good investment. It's a great investment. This how good was SC? here for 150. Did I, I think they said, I think you know how many games he lost in his college career? Two. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, two. Pretty good return. SC was the thing here in town at that point. Great investment. One hundred fifty. That's the concessions for just the peanuts that they sold for one of those games against Notre Dame. <laughs> exactly. It's a it's a weird deal. All right. Um. So Magic Johnson was on with. Is it Shannon Sharp that he was on with? Yeah. Uh, Shea yeah. Shea. Yeah. So it, he was asked the question: How does he think that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar will deal with LeBron James ultimately catching and passing him as the all-time NBA scoring leader? Well, I, I don't think well. I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, let's just be honest. If I got to say it, we got to be honest, right? You know, um, and the fact that it's a dude playing for the Lakers, right. too. Right. You know, it's a dude playing in L.A. Right. You know, so um, I think it'll be a hard pill to swallow. He eventually because he's uh, had that record for almost forty years, Kareem. And, and I mean, I, imagine. And I think he thought he was gonna have it forever. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Yeah. You know, it's funny when I hear that. Um, Kareem was not my era. Like, I, I literally started watching Lakers basketball, and it was more magic on his own. Mm -hmm. It's magic with Lotte and Sam Perkins and this and that. So I never really got to, like, watch the Showtime era and it was Kareem. And I know what Kareem stood for was much more than just basketball. And I know Kareem probably doesn't have the greatest reputation when it comes to how friendly he is with everybody else. Sure. There's certain things that are attached to Kareem. But it's not something that you know I could sit back and say, oh, yeah, I remember this, that, that, that. That's not how it is with Kareem. I guess it doesn't surprise me that ma if anybody knows Kareem, Magic Johnson, I'm assuming, knows Kareem pretty damn well. Yep. And if it's Magic Johnson going on a pod and saying, yeah, I don't think he's going to take this well, and he started kind of listing some of the reasons. It's a record that he probably thought he was going to hold forever. No one's going to touch it. Come on, who's going to touch that record? Then you got a player that is wearing a Los Angeles Lakers jersey, and um, the fact that it would be somebody representing the Lakers that's going to break that record. Uh -huh. And then you have let's let's be frank about this: the relationship of Kareem and LeBron James 
it's not like they have said publicly together, I love that guy. I love what I love what he's all about. I love watching what he's all about. That has not happened They're between not these two guys. They're not pretending to have a relationship. They're not but pretending. A, a lot of times it's like, look, we haven't really connected, but you know, I'm okay with him, and I think he's okay. They're not even doing that. They're doing the, hey, what's your relationship with Kareem? I don't have one. Mm-hmm. Don't expect to. Don't really want one. Mm-hmm. It's it's acrimonious, which it's actually kind of makes confrontational. It, makes it a little interesting. Sure, it does. Right as we get a little bit closer, yes. and Braun gets. You know, let's say you're 20 games in, and now it's being projected. Hey, he's gonna if he keeps at this pace, then he's gonna break it by January. Whatever, that's gonna start. There's gonna be that ticker that starts, and hopefully, that's not the only thing we're looking forward to this year. There's other stuff as well, but that's that's a fascinating piece there. I think it's an interesting clip from that. I, I, I can't wait to see how it goes down. Look, I, Kareem is not gonna travel the country with him. You know what I mean? Like right, he'd be here if it happened in LA. I think if it happens in LA, he almost has to be there whether he wants to be or not. Yeah. Because like you said, K- Kareem Kareem does that thing. Like for let, let me go back a little bit. Jerry West was a great player who was loved by the people of his era. They loved him. They loved the competitive spirit. They loved the way he played. They loved Jerry West, the player and the guy. Magic Johnson might be the most popular person to have ever come through this town. Mm -hmm. Still is one Mm -hmm. of the most popular people to come through this town. And, oh, by the way, one of the greats in the history of the NBA. So you got that. Kobe, exactly what I said about Magic, say the exact same things about Kobe Bryant. A transcendent player who has an an approval rating in this town that is nearly 100%. Everybody loves Kobe, right? Kareem is respected. Full stop. Kareem is respected. Kareem is thought to be intelligent. Kareem is thought to be thoughtful. And to your point, and to not your point, but what you said, Kareem is not well liked by very many people. He is softened. And I don't know that personally. It's just, I, I don't just either. Observing. I have read a lot. I have seen a lot. I have talked to a lot of people that have had interactions, and not one or two, dozens. And almost without exception, it's yeah, it didn't go great. He's he's a tough nut. He's he's kind of a tough guy to mm-hmm. warm up to. Um, and I think that has a big part of it too. That Le- and LeBron's kind of between those two worlds. LeBron is deeply respected, and a lot of people love him. But he ain't Magic. He's not Kareem, or excuse me, Kobe for L.A. For L.A., he's yeah. got that. You know, in the league, yes. But there's a lot of people that don't like LeBron James. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. I'm a LeBron fan. Okay, I, I'm in his camp. But he's kind of in the middle there. That if it were Magic, I think that he would be more willing to embrace it. If it were Kobe, he'd be more willing to embrace it. But that it's LeBron who also has this weird standing with Laker fans that isn't Mm -hmm. quite West Johnson, Bryant. It adds an element of, well, where do I fall in the the pecking order of all of these Laker people? Because I am one of the best players of ever, both of them. I did spend a chunk of my career for LeBron and most of my yeah, career for Kareem. Yeah. They're oddly, they're both very outspoken in their political beliefs. Mm-hmm. They're both willing to stand alone and say, this is what I believe. They're oddly very, very similar, and there's no relationship. It's it's wildly interesting. It's kind of it's kind of funny because I think of, you know, some of the greatest big men to play for the Lakers. Shaq's one of those guys, right? Sure. Shaq, Shaq is, he's a player that was beloved by Laker fans, and then all of a sudden it was, okay, they got a problem with Kobe. Okay, now you got to pick. You want Shaq, you want Kobe. Lakers send him out to Miami. He wins a championship. Every Laker fan's like, no, don't win championships when right. you're gone. Dust settles. Everybody loves Shaq. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of full circle. Where even though he left and even though he's doing what he's doing, it's full circle. It's 
Shaq is universally liked. Personality. You know, like yeah, his we, personality. Like we talk about with mm-hmm. I same thing. I've met Shaq once. It was a wonderful interaction. I really enjoyed it a great deal. But I know dozens of people that have met and it's always, oh no, he's the greatest guy ever. Mm. Who doesn't like Shaq? And that I just think it lands a certain way with Kareem that he's not that guy. Like Magic saying, yeah, if I'm being honest, I don't think it sits well with him. How the Lakers handle it, how LeBron handles it, yeah. how Kareem handles it, it's going to be fascinating because he has to be there, right? He can't I, – I can't, it can't be a – well, I have a prior commitment that no, he'll he can't be there. make it. Yeah, and even if he's – They're just a handshake? Is even, there a hug? Even what if it, it happens in San Antonio, but then they you come home, oh, and the then they game. come home, then he'll come for that. By the way, we got a – Laker update and a Denver update as far as the lineups go. We could do that when we come back, but a couple updates on tonight's uh, tonight's game coming up. That is coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Do you know what this is from, Slee? You'll get it once they get to the drum beat. Better not be Halloween. It's not. This is more is thriller this? genre than horror, I think okay. is what we were discussing earlier. This would fall into the... Action. Action. Yeah. Certainly action. Got it. Lethal Weapon 3. <laughs> Wrong. The Rock. When when is the part that's gonna identify gonna seven end? minutes in? <laughs> it might. <laughs> Hold on. Let's see. Wait. Still nothing. What is it? What if I l- hold on? P- pull that down here a second, Taylor. I'm gonna give it to him. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> dun 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 dun. That's the part we need. Here you go. Nothing. Do you know what I mean, I know what he's referencing because I told him about this. Terminator. Morning. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh. <laughs> my my rendition of it was probably not great. When that happened, I was like, I have no idea what's going on here. Just throw guesses at that point. That that first of all movie is very uh, prescient about what uh, may be happening soon. The the actualization of the computers realize you yeah, know it's what? over. We don't really need these guys anymore. Great movie. Arnold Schwarzenegger is tremendous in that. I think he's got like ten lines in the whole movie. He basically doesn't say anything. He just walks around shooting things. Yeah, he doesn't need to. Riding a motorcycle and terrorizing Sarah Connor. (laughs) And it's awesome. You know, he's been in, I don't know how many movies Arnold Schwarzenegger, probably 50 or more. I'm not so sure that that isn't my favorite Schwarzenegger vehicle because it's just him doing what he's awesome at is looking menacing and blowing you know what up. I'm trying to think. I forget what it's called. It was. Jingle all the way. What 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 That's was mine. the <laughs> kindergarten cop? That's what it was. It's kindergarten not a cop. Is that the one? It yeah, is. that it is. That's the one. And I was going with that because you're like, is that's not just perfect Arnold? And then he's kindergarten. No, cop. I get it. Like he 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 plays against type occasionally. But if Arnold a, I need him to lift heavy stuff. His shirt's gonna have to come off at some point, and he's gonna need to shoot somebody. That's an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. And have a classic line. He's going to have, have something that we can, we can yes. like remember because yes. of the accent and the way he delivers it. I'll be back. You want True Lies. True Lies is okay. Yeah. We, True Lies True Lies has Jamie Lee Curtis, so it's more than okay. And Tom Arnold is I want particularly twins. funny in that. You know what? <laughs> kind of funny. It is a good movie. <laughs> kind of funny. Old school movie. 
best action movie for Arnold. Because there's Terminator, there's Conan the O'Brien, Con- yeah. Conan, Conan the Barbarian, the not Conan, Conan, Conan the O'Brien. Uh, what's scary the one? as hell? Predator. Predator's pretty oh, good. Predator. Yeah, Predator. Predator's is one. pretty good. Do That's you remember one. the line? What's the the line from Predator? No. Back to the chopper. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. That's a pretty good impression. That's pretty good. There. It's all right. I what's do... funny is like anybody else delivering that line probably isn't as memorable. It's just the way he says it that's memorable. Back no! to the chopper. There's there's one more. There's one more that uh I could that you could see saying that. Hey, we go back to the chopper. If Stallone did it, you'd be like, yeah, this, if he knows we should go, we probably all should go. Well, because Stallone's not sure if they should go back to the chopper. <laughs> he's questioning Yeah, he's questioning it. <laughs> Arnold was like, we're, we're on our way already to the chopper. What about Commando? Commando, he kills like 150 people, and he's the good guy. <laughs> and he's just going around Predator taking people just, out left and right. Predator, so good. Nothing for Commando. Uh, Alyssa Milano is like nine years old in that movie. And she, he saves her by throwing a steam pipe through a person. <laughs> Seems like a bad way to go. I still like Conan the O'Brien. Conan the O'Brien would I not. I want be, that. I, I could skip <laughs> I want that movie. I could skip that for sure. There it is. Back to the Joppa. Um, you got some Laker updates? We got yeah, some we people got, that are not playing? So Woj put this out there. Lakers guard Russell Westbrook. Hamstring is unlikely to play versus the Nuggets tonight. Remains hopeful for a return versus the Timberwolves on Friday. And then I saw this, too. This on NBA Central grabbed this from Stephen A. Smith, at least one of his quotes. Uh, Russ will come off the bench Friday against the Minnesota Timberwolves per Stephen A. Smith. That's what I'm being told was the quote that he got. Okay. We were having this conversation earlier, and just a heads up, too, from Denver's perspective, no Michael Porter Jr. for them. That um, dude cannot stay healthy. I think this is just managing his Yeah, but if you got to manage it four games in, that's not great. I I don't disagree with that. I mean, he's obviously been in and out of the lineup since he's, he's been in the really league. Good. Yeah, he's um you know who was talking about this dude? I'll go back to Russ in a second. When he first came in, Michael could not stop talking about how much he likes Michael Porter Jr. Mm. He's got to stay on the floor, right? So that's We'll see what happens. This is a player you feel, especially him, the type of injuries that he's had. It's a chronic back injury, right? That back, like kind of spinal, like the yeah. I've had a back surgery, mm-hmm. and when your back is messed, you can't do anything. Mm-hmm. But playing NBA basketball with a bad back, give me a break. No so chance. So the, the we we had this conversation a little bit earlier about Russ. My my point that I'm trying to make is this. Okay, Russ doesn't play tonight. Let's say he doesn't play tonight against the Nuggets. Do you look at that and do you say to yourself, oh, man, he's out of the lineup. What are the Lakers going to do? I have an incredible amount of curiosity. I'm saying to myself, and I was doing this yesterday, and I'll, I'll mention this again today, um, you got to start bringing this guy off the bench. You just have to, and you have to limit his minutes. He, you has to, he has to be treated not like somebody who makes $47 million and has a past where he's a future Hall of Famer and he's an MVP. You cannot treat him like that today. So far this season, he's averaging about 28, 29 minutes a game. He's shooting around 28% from the field. He's shooting 8% from the three-point line. He has been a liability most of the time when he's on the floor. Game against the Blazers, you see the way they're defending him. Mm-hmm. They're not defending him. They're saying, hey, go ahead and take that 15-footer, 20-footer. Um, I, I want to see if Russ doesn't play tonight, cool, throw Austin Reeves in, throw somebody else in that starting lineup, and let's see how they look. But even when he does come back, Limit him. If he's having a good game, give him the minutes. If he's not, don't give him the minutes. You cannot treat him 
like the Russell Westbrook from the past because he's not the Russell Westbrook from the past. I, I, from a basketball perspective, what you're proposing is fine. I, I think it's it's moving, you know, six from here to six to there. It, it doesn't matter. He, they're, they're about the same with him or without him. I don't care if he starts or if he comes off the bench because I know the end of this movie. Do you want to see the same minutes no, of I Russ? I want to see him home. Okay, but it, let's. We, you and I can't control that. No, like I know, you've, but you've I, made that's, that. Point. What I'm saying is that that anything other than that is is just busy work. It's just it, it's just moving papers from your left to your right. That the thing that I'm intrigued by, because if he's still playing the the same amount of minutes, let's let's see what else we have. Let's 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 let those other guys play. Let let's let's see what this team looks like without this thing hanging over them, which mm-hmm. is is today the day they send him home? Is today the day they move him to the bench? Is today the day that they trade him? Is today the day that whatever is happening? Is today the day he takes a wide open 15 footer and you get no Russ? No, like the, can we just eliminate it because we know that's the end game that is the end of this movie it's a bad movie let's just jump to the end and move on from there let's write a new movie let's see what else we can do do you know one thing they have not done since russ has been here when let's bring him off the bench one thing that they have not done since russ has been here is not predetermine how much he's going to play and just be in the game at the end because he's russ i'd like to see that and that doesn't mean that your end goal is what not. Would, what would he do differently, though? Like, what what would what would the result of that? What's a positive outcome listen, of doing that? Listen, they're they're at least at this point they're not doing what you're saying, right? So if he's going to be if he's going to be on the court, if he's going to play on the team, treat him like every other player other than LeBron and Anthony Davis. I don't I just don't like him being treated like LeBron and AD when the production is not LeBron and AD. You think they're treating him like that? If you're playing, if you're playing close to thirty minutes a night, I mean, you're in the game in critical situations. You're in the game to start. You're in the game for. Uh, I'm not saying he's playing forty minutes, but he's in enough to where you're you're asking yourself, why is he? Does he garner that many minutes? Let's try a phone call right here. Let's go to Long Beach and Caesar. Caesar, you're on with Travis Slee. What's up? Hey guys, can you hear me here? Gotcha, loud and clear. Hey, great show, great show. Thank you guys for your show. Um, Yes, I'm calling just to speak about actually what you guys are talking about. Um, man, I, I haven't heard anybody complaining about Darvin Ham. I know it's only three games, you know, but uh, how does he allow so many threes getting shot when, they, when they're bad? Another thing is, uh, you know, Weston doesn't come off the bench. He doesn't want to. He, you know, he, he's the authority, you know, like uh, the coach is the authority. He decides who comes off the bench, who doesn't, you know. And I feel like he doesn't show that authority enough, you know, it's, I know this is a player's league, but, you know, now when you suck as bad as he's been playing, you know, he's been horrible. And, uh, yeah, I think Darvin Ham, he's, he's – it's only three games, but I feel like he could do a little better job when it comes to that, you know, like allowing the threes and, and deciding who comes off the bench. You know, it's – I haven't heard any feedback, you know, and, and I think that's, that's something that we're missing uh, to touch on. You know, it's just my opinion yeah, about Yeah, Caesar, I, I think it's really hard to evaluate Darvin Ham at this point because, like you mentioned, he's only coached three regular season games. That until you get a few months of games under your belt, until we get to, you know, the, the early part of 2023, I think it's a little unfair to say, okay, he does this well, he doesn't do that well. He's still trying to figure this out. He's never had this job before. He's never had a head. You, to, to say, well, you're good at this, you're not good at this, after a week on the job, I think is a little unfair. I, I'm I'm willing to give him a lot more runway. I think it's also okay, with that being said, that he should not have put Russ in at the end of the game. Oh, 
Oh, sure. Of course. So, And I, th- and I think some of the... But I know, don't think that necessarily reflects that he's not in charge of what's going on. I just think I it's a bad decision. Completely agree on that. Yeah. Completely agree on that. But I, I think maybe what he's referring to and what a lot of Laker fans are saying is you're not hitting threes. They're shooting at such a bad clip. Can you go away from some of the threes? Can you make a couple of the adjustments? He will. I'm, I'm not worried about Darvin Ham. The dump coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Pretty good day in NBA history today. We talked about Anthony Davis's uh, season debut back in 2016, where he went for 50, 15, five, and five. Five of those steals, by the way. <laughs> right, yeah. not a not a bad way to do it. Uh, it was on this day in 1984, October 26, 1984. Three Hall of Famers made their NBA debut. Jordan Barkley and John Stockton all stepped on an NBA court for the first time. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's pretty darn good. That's pretty damn good. Now, I'm trying to think here. So that same draft, you got Barkley, um, Olajuwon was the number one pick, Hakeem. Yep, yep. Hakeem was 1984. Yep. Uh, Sam Bowie, of course, was taken in between Jordan and... Uh, missed, out, missed out on that one. It was Chris uh, Chris Mullen in that draft? Um, I'm trying to look Cause here. Because I'm going back to the 84 Olympics. Sam Perkins going number four. Yeah. Mullen was on that 84 Olympic team, I want to say. He's another Hall of Famer. I don't see Mullen. Mullen, Mullen, Mullen must have gone. He must have gone back to school for one more year. Jordan, Barkley, and Stockton Sheesh. in the same. Like you, that 0-2 draft. LeBron was 0-2, right? Is that the year that he was? Yeah, because this is yeah, 2022, so. yeah. 20 years. Yeah. Um, him, Dwayne Wade, Chris Paul, Carmelo, Carmelo. Yep. Uh, Dwayne Wade. Like he's. I mean that. That's another one of those. Like, are you kidding me? Just a flock of Hall of Fame. They did a. I want to say, did they do a 30 for 30? I thought they did on the 96 draft. Did they do it? That's what. Um, Kobe, Marbury, Marbury, Iverson. Yep. Um, Steve Nash might have been in that, that sounds draft right. as well. That sounds right. Yeah. The, I mean, those Marbury's not a Hall of Famer. Nash no. is, mm-hmm. right? Kobe, obviously. Um, Kerry Kittles. Kerry Kittles. That's right. Kerry Kittles missed. is in there. He went to the Nets, right? That yeah, was the he other did. played for the, 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 played the Lakers. John Calipari wanted Kerry Kittles. That should disqualify him for coach over Kobe Bryant. That should be disqualifying for any NBA future opportunities. A Twitter user, this is back in 2019, Slee, correctly predicted a series of World Series champions starting with the Dodgers in 2020. This was what he put out in 2019. Said the Dodgers would win in 2020, that the Braves would win in 2021, Called the Phillies this year, and they're still in it, which is just remarkable. Just to get the Final Four would be incredible. He's got a chance to go three years in a row. You want the worst part about all of this? He's got predictions down to the year 2029. That the Angels are in one of them? And the Dodgers are not. That it's not just that the Angels are in it. If you're an Angel fan, 2027 is going to be your year. Hey, new ownership. (laughs) Give them a few years to to get things going. Right, so here's the list: Dodgers, Braves, Padres, Phillies, 2024. Mariners, Mariners, Padres, Mariners. The Mariners are going to win two out of three from 2023 to 2025. The Giants, the Angels, the Marlins, and the Orioles. You kind of lose me at Angels, Marlins, Orioles yeah, three in a row. That. that feels unlikely. Yeah, it's seven years from now. The world could be totally different at that point. Not well, when it comes to the Mariners, Angels, and Orioles. It won't <laughs> the be. fact that he has Phillies this year is insane. Yeah, the Phillies were insane. the last team in the playoffs. The Phillies were the sixth seed in the National League. What if he League? sent like a hundred of these tweets out and they just had different teams on all of them? 
Even then, 100 to get three in a row, right? It's pretty good. That's not a bad way to do it. Uh, Speaking of the World Series, tickets to watch the Phillies um, at home have an average price of $3,200. It's the second uh, highest average World Series ticket price in MLB history. The 2016 Cubs, as you might imagine, were a little higher. The Astros, their average ticket price is $1,500, less than half of what the Phillies have. So get in... For a Phillies game is nine hundred bucks. It's a lot. That's Let me ask you: lot. you're you're the right person to ask. Yeah, the Phillies have been to the World Series. Oh nine, I think they were in the World Series. I think they won the Either, World Series. I think it was eight. Okay, oh eight. They were there. Oh eight and oh nine. No, oh, you're right. They won mm-hmm. one and lost another. The, I think the, to the Yankees. The Phillies were a very good team not that long ago, ten years ago. Padres haven't been to the World Series since the nineties. They yeah. hadn't been to the World Series prior to that in eighty four. Yeah, those are the only two times they've been. You are a Padre fan. Yep. Let's say the Padres were game three mm-hmm. at Petco Park uh, coming up here in a few days. You spend a 900 bucks to get into the building. It's a lot of money. It's funny because there was – I'll tell you what I spent You know when I went down there. I spent 200 bucks. That was for game two. Two, okay. 200 bucks. 200 bucks is, for me, it was worth saying sure. that's the experience that I get. This is what comes with it. Yep. You start getting into that. If if that same ticket was four hundred, you're like, wow, that's that's, that's a lot of money. Six hundred, that's a lot of freak. Nine hundred dollars to get in. I'm probably waiting until the third inning outside and seeing if somebody's <laughs> scalping me a ticket for. It goes. It goes. Three hundred. First, it depends on how much money you have, obviously. But it's okay. Even even if it's not how much money you have, that's just a crap it, load a of money, whether you have it or you don't. But you do this thing, like if you let's say it's nine hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Okay, I will not go out to dinner for several months. <laughs> I will brown bag it to lunch at work every day. Yeah, you can get there you, if you have to scrimp and save. And the experience, I I get it. I, I, it's it's too much for me at 900 bucks. I'm out, but I get it. If you are a fan of a team and you've been waiting your whole life to see this, it's got to be the perfect storm. I'm going to skip. Yeah. I'll skip that vacation maybe that I'm going on. I'm going to the Phillies game. I get it. Dodger game for game one of the playoffs. It was 100 bucks. 100 bucks to get in. That's and I was in Loge. That's not a bad, yeah, a good seat. Yeah, a good seat. Um, so also one thing about Philly too. Uh, I lived there for about, uh, like six months. Uh, they have this thing called Xfinity Live right next to the stadium, and it's as fun sometimes as like going to the actual games. Maybe not for mm. the playoff, but like they have an amazing atmosphere, a trillion TVs. Everyone go, is going crazy, and that's also where some of the players went and partied after the game. So it's like it's no, co- there was no cover. You just go in. You just have to get there early. Awesome. There's a line sometimes. So like that's if you don't get it if you're in philly or whatever you don't get it then also if you're in philly just buy a plane ticket and go see the phillies play in uh houston that's not it's a probably bad idea. cheaper you save a couple hundred bucks would you want to party with the players after the game is that because to me like then and whatever i don't have to do that i'd, I'd want to see the game but if all of a sudden oh, yeah, that's mookie awesome. Betts walked into the bar i don't know if it gets me that much more. no no not really i think it'd be so cool i don't know it's so cool party. that they are that they are Coming to be amongst the fans. I think it's cool for them to do it. Yeah. I just, uh, now it's a scene, now I got to go. Mookie, buy me a drink. <laughs> Is that what you would tell Well, him? that's different. Yeah. If Mookie's buying around, um, Mookie and I are going to become best friends. I'm going to get to know him a little bit. We're going to go bowling together at one point or another. Um, this one, I feel like, goes right in the category with Lindell White. 
Netflix has put together a documentary that explores corruption within uh, FIFA. Oh, that's not um, true. They're that's releasing it just days before the 2022 World Cup in Qatar begins. That FIFA, what, what's next? A documentary on the corruption of the IOC? Is, is, that, is that the next documentary? You think they already have that. Baseball players using performance-enhancing drugs okay, in even the though, 90s? Okay, even though you already know, but to get some of the details and stories that you didn't know... Like I, I would watch this. Yeah. I would watch this. I know that it's corrupt. Yeah. But can you tell me how it's corrupt? Can you give me some more details? Can you can you share with me things that I don't know? Yes. Can you share why the World Cup needs to be moved to November because it's in Qatar? <laughs> and yes, you want me to explain it to you? Are you, are you ready? Yeah. Pay close attention because this is complex. Somebody cut a check that was a little bit bigger. Rich people are exploiting people that are not rich. So you so you wouldn't want to watch it. I wouldn't say I wouldn't want to watch it, but I'd be shocked if there was something that made me go, oh my God, they did that? It's just how they do it. Yeah, they, How they, they cheat they, their they, way. Rich people pay richer people, and they take it from the poorer people. By That's the way, how they to, do it. to stay on Netflix for a quick second, started watching, a ser- it's only three episodes, Aftershock. I haven't seen it. You heard of that? No, what is it? It's the earthquake in 2015 in Nepal. Oh. And also those who were on, who were climbing Mount Everest at the time. <sighs> it is... I we saw the first episode. It is really, really good. You like end of the world scenarios. He sends me doomsday videos, Mace. Really? Every once in a while. Not often. <laughs> well, just... by the way, I, if you want some light viewing tonight, watch the earthquake show about the Nepalese earthquake. I mean, yeah, there's some light viewing. It's better than the nuclear I, war videos. So what is, I what is Alan Slee would do on when the Lakers aren't playing? He watches no, they're playing. a different oh, no, they disaster. They playing yesterday. <laughs> He's in a doomsday. <laughs> yeah. He's in the Armageddon well, he's the, he's, end of the world. He's scenarios. the Lakers. Mace, <laughs> Mace, I only send those like at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. Not at a, not at a worrisome time. Yeah, right before you're about to call it a night, it's, hey, Trav, have you ever seen this? It's like, <laughs> no, and I wish I hadn't seen Everybody it Everybody dies at the end. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. The world comes to an end. Time for Super Crosstalk. So you are done with your show about four fifteen. Four fifteen. I'm yes. going to give you about an hour to get home. Okay. Get take. Yeah. So, that's five, about right. so I'm picturing five thirty. You mm-hmm. sit in with the Nepal earthquake. Get yeah, in there. I'm watching the. Get in there. <laughs> look. Look. Uh, world. What time ended. does that start? Yeah. Is it? Can we all watch it live? Can we watch it together? <laughs> okay. Do yeah, you guys? We'll do do you guys stream. not like those kinds of documentaries? One what death documentaries? Not death. It's just natural disasters. <laughs> well, what do you think happens in a natural disaster? People die. Yeah, but you learn some stuff in these hey, documentaries. It's my night off. What am I going to do? Oh, watch that. Uh, Let's watch some more people but... die. Get, have a glass of I wine. Saw Halloween before that. Yeah. Take Halloween, edible. yes. It was awful. That. Was it, it awful? It was really bad. Uh, I just think they've run out of. They've ways been, to I think 15 years ago they should have stopped and for some reason I thought let me buy a ticket to this I wanted him bad. to turn it into a romance where Jamie Lee Curtis and Michael Myers fall in love at the end and then they start they're a whole new sister. yeah I was going to say somebody said yeah, really? somebody just yeah, sent a tweet on that, that. Yeah, I forgot I to mention that to you sister. oh well then I scratched that yeah. idea that seems yeah, like a no, bad idea your brother. yeah Trev what are you trying to do here <laughs> I didn't it's know it's like Game of Thrones come on Travis yes since Mason and I were not here yesterday what is the status Status of your survivor pool. Okay, so I was going to ask you about this. Um, I tried to pick again. So here's what happened. Mm-hmm. Four of us were left going into week seven. Right. Okay? Only three people picked. Somebody forgot to submit a pick. Get out of here. Yeah. Really? So that guy's out. How does that happen? That guy or girl is out. Got so this got far and you forget to submit so a pick. Somebody forgot to submit a pick. The three of us that did pick all lost. Okay? All lost. All lost. Two of us had New England. One of us had Tampa. Yeah. So I would. I'm assuming we all get to pick again, right, John? 
I think so. I think that's how it works. Have you have you reached out to uh, the guy who runs the pool? I have not sent him an email yet, but I tried to pick yesterday. Yep. and I was locked out. Then you're locked out. So I was not able to pick. So I don't know if we split. Well, it I think three that ways. guy keeps all the money now. Yeah, yeah. You just, <laughs> oh, you, what, yeah, you got to get to week eighteen. The guy who runs the league just locked out. Nice. Yeah, I, I I texted you, John, as the Bears were putting it on the uh, the Patriots the way they did. I was lucky to get as far as I did because those games are impossible to predict. Did you see that? You know, they pulled, Belichick pulled Mac Jones yeah. after the interception. Yeah. Did you see today there's video of the ball actually hitting the wire for the. Oh, wow. Uh, the pick? The, the, uh, the, the what camera. The just camera the, oh, the spider cam? The spider cam. It hit the wire, and that's one of the reasons why the ball was picked off and Belichick yanks the guy. I yeah, and there's video of it. It's clearly hitting that wire and altering the trajection of that throw. Trajectory. Trajection? Trajection. Trajection. It's a brand new word. A couple days Trajection. off and your vocabulary went to Trajectory, mush. yeah. How, exactly. your, how was your time off? It was really nice. I, I got to see uh, my mom and not stepdad Leo's new house. Uh, they're all settled down now, six years together. And wow. Very, right. very cool. And uh, had a big steak dinner there. Went out to the desert, uh, out to Desert Hot Springs, soaked for a few days. And What's that like? I've never done that. Uh, it's really, it's it probably is dull for a lot of people. But for me, I like just getting into hot water. Uh, that mineral water and it's like a natural hot spot correct right? and cracking open the kindle and uh and reading a little bit and soaking a yeah, little that bit sounds amazing. no no uh pictures this time no thirst trap <laughs> no thirst trap <laughs> from desert hot springs john are you a uh, hot springs guy hell no yeah no that, it's a different it's a different kind of but you know what's great me and juan both like it you know, and that's one of the most important things in a relationship is you like to do the Both same kinds it. of vacations. Yeah. Like some people are go, go, go. Uh, other people are, I'm here to relax. I'm here to soak. I'm Figure here to be mellow. But if you are of two minds, in other words, if one wants to go, 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 and the other one wants, Just to, wants relax, to chill, then I think you've got relationship issues because that's the way. Does Lady Slee like to go camping in Joshua Tree? She likes to go, go, go. Now she, she will. She will. Um, she will tell me every once in a while, hey, if we're going to go do this, can we just not do, let's make sure we don't do anything. So I'll just adjust, not do anything. But right. for the most part, if we're going to go somewhere, we want to explore. Nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah. We like to go a place where there's alcohol. Yeah. And, and, well, there's plenty of alcohol. alcohol just, just, whether it's swings. wineries, wine tasting, or nice. go on vacation and find a nice hotel, nice bar, good food. Like that's kind of the Are you a spitter? A spitter? Yeah. Oh, with the wine tasting? When you go to a winery, no. do you like no. spit it into the little do jar the little... after you taste it? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I, I'm going to enjoy the wine that I'm Well, he has so fine. much tobacco there, too, so he's <laughs> yeah. spitting yeah. just yeah. throughout. <laughs> it took me a second to figure it out. No, I, that's kind of gross. And they got that bucket in the middle of the table? Yeah, the I don't spit like bucket. That. I don't yeah, like I don't that. know if I like a spit bucket. Yeah, I don't need one of those. But otherwise, you get loaded and you're done at one winery, and then the next winery is pointless. Well, you can't go. You can't have two bottles at your opening Only stop. the first two glasses of wine matter. After that, it's kind of... I, yeah, but you're not even going like full glasses at these places, right? You get little tasters yeah, and you move get it the down flight. The you ever done that? The flight? Just the flight yeah, but of they're just a, a, a sipper. Ireland, are you a spitter when you go to a winery? No, just give me the wine. Just give me the wine. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think, John, I think you and I could take a vacation together. I think yeah. we'd play some travel, golf. If, if there's a golf course there, I'm fine. Yeah, we'll go drink wine. You, mar you like martinis? Sure, why not? Yeah, there you mm, go. Did martinis get me in trouble? <laughs> yeah, you, I didn't ask you. Yeah, I know how you go. They don't make, so I think uh, Bergman sent me a text the other day. I think they're going to make you return to the scene of the crime. No! Mm. I, I mean, I have to check with Greg if I understood Is that it. right? Might well, be a broadcast coming. 
It's, I mean, we have a remote coming up. <laughs> Easily avoidable back where you got drunk. Oh, there, here, here's what you do. I'll take the Coke. Yeah. I'll have a Coke, please. Yes, I'll or have a Coke. Here's what you do. Yeah. When you see Morales, go the other way. Run! Yeah, just, Morales is going to uh, sucker you into three well, was, dirty martinis. Oh, is that, was that yeah, three you were drinking? extra dirty martinis. That's and the correct number. That's not the right two, number. That's not the right number. That's two right. is the right two. number. Yeah, two. That hits the spot. That yeah. third one really. You've never. Really no hit one me. has ever said. I'm really glad I had that third martini. Yeah, it's, it's a sentence that's never been uttered out loud. Two so, sounds right. Is there a plaque or some way to memorialize what happened the last time I was at Clarence's Galley? <laughs> could we unveil where would, the where, plaque? Where, where would it hang? There? Like, I mean, I, we we could put it where the stage was, I guess. Oh, like a star like, on the floor at Clarence's like Galley? You know, like in golf tournaments. I've got where... a plaque at Muldoon's in Corona del Mar. Do you? I'm in their Hall of Fame. Nice. Not bad. Nice. That's Not cool. bad. Is I'm... there a picture of you? Yeah. Wow. So, Mason, I think we should take a picture of you from that day and frame it. And put it, it up. And, put it up and frame it and put it up. It's like, a, it's like a Mookie. It's, there's a Mookie jersey autographed, and then there's Mason. Tr- trust his. me, there's some shaky video out there, because afterwards I was pretending like I'm totally fine, and Carlo was like, okay, let's do a video about something. And I was like, I don't even know what I'm saying at this point. <laughs> but that video does exist out there. Good day. Like, what they could do is, I don't know if they do it at Clearman's, but a lot of places you'll go in and there'll be like a TV over the men's room sure. where you stand and take care of your You could just run on a loop. Yeah, right. Your video. That It'll video. Be like an it's eternal flame great of Mason. Bit. Great bit. That's a good way to do yeah. it. John, where does uh, Denver fall on the NBA city list? I know that there's places you're happy to go, other places less so. Where's Denver? Good. Top 10. Really? Mm. Yeah, re- really fun here. Always what makes a top great. 10? Great hotel. Uh, we're right downtown. They have a great downtown here. They call it Lodo, lower downtown. Yeah, yeah. And um, you can, if you want to, you can walk to the arena. It's about half a mile away. But uh, always like coming to Denver. Less so with Minnesota, where we fly tomorrow. Right. But it's probably um, not hit the super cold time, October. right? Right. The, the coldest it's going to be on this trip in both Denver and Minnesota is in the 30s, which isn't too bad. Is Memphis still last on the list? No, Oklahoma City's last. Okay. Mm. Yeah. For, for all the opposite reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Oklahoma State, and, and the fact that we traded it for Vancouver. Yeah, Vancouver's a good spot. Yeah. Now, uh, Travis, I have a question. Or no, no. We traded Memphis for Vancouver. We traded Seattle for Oklahoma City. Memphis is Gus's, already. right? Yeah. Yeah. But Gus, Memphis is not bottom five. So I, I want to ask you something. Let me pivot off this. We'd hit the Seinfeld thing if it was our show. Um, have, did you ever dip? No. You never dip. I mean, as a, as have a ball I player, tried you never it? dip. Yes, but was I a regular user? No. I bet you I've done it twice. Was everybody? In my life. Does everybody? So like if what there were percentage? twenty-five guys on my team, there were maybe five of us that did not. Only five. And, yeah, oh, wow. and I was in the 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 five. So this is, I guess, a response to these teaser things. Have you tried these? No. They're Haven't these, tried them. I've they're seen them. these little pouches with sort of a caffeine, herbal sort of something or other in them. Have you been using them? I have been using them. In fact, I had to order more, which is ridiculous because they're a sponsor. I'm sure they would have delivered more. Uh, but no, I actually have gotten into the habit of it, and it's, it's kind of nice. It gives you, I, I don't want to say, it doesn't give you a little buzz, but it, I'm it, sure it gives I, you a little caffeine. Can I tell caffeine. you what it gives you? Yeah. It gives you energy, Yep. focus, yep. and oral stimulation. That's what it says right on the package. There you go. That's yep. what I'm talking about. That's what you get. Did you yeah. get all three of those things? I did. All three of them. I'm having all three of them. Are right you now. doing? Yeah, I was going to say. I noticed you. I thought maybe it was a cough drop or something. But nope. you're uh, you're teasing up. I'm teasing <laughs> up. Did yes. you ever dip? Ever back? Yes, in the... I did. You did. I did when Why? I was working in minor league baseball. Why? Oh, oh, okay. That everybody it. did. Mm. Yeah. Uh, guys used to do the most disgusting stuff. Like there was a guy. 
I'm trying to think. His name was Doug McPherson. He was a pitcher. And he used to take a wad of tobacco, like a big wad of tobacco. And he'd chew up some bubble gum. And then he'd take the bubble gum and he'd stretch it out and tie it all around the tobacco. Then he'd stick Damn. the whole big wad in his cheek. It was so gross. So my favorite player as a kid growing up was George Brett. Right. Still is my favorite player of all time, right? There's a classic George Brett baseball card where he's got a, exactly what you described. Just It looks like his, like a squirrel. His, che- yeah. his cheek is about to burst along the way. And I'm always thinking, that just looks so cool. I got to try that. I got to have the, one of those giant And did you cheese. try it? I did. Sick as a dog. Yeah. No, just a lot of people get sick on tobacco. Vomit everywhere. I never got sick on dip. I got sick on tobacco once. I got sick on tobacco once. Cigarettes? No, no, tobacco. Oh, you're like chew. chewing tobacco. Chew. Yeah, no, I never smoke cigarettes. I'm going to guess that you were never a chewer, Slee. Never did chew. Ireland? No, never. Ever dip Ireland? No. All my Would you friends like to try? Would you like UCLA. to start? All your friends do? Yeah, all my friends did at UCLA. It was a big thing back when I was in college. I just never did it. Are you uh, dipping up there? Are people dipping up there at Mountain Gate? Uh, no, mostly they just smoke weed. Oh, nice. <laughs> Honestly, better alternative. Yeah, I was going to say that one's deal. Sounds... You do see that on the golf course. Everyone's, you'll see the little remnants, the little trails. It's yeah. a, it's a I'd rather have just about anything else. And it's I, banned now. It's right? banned. Isn't tobacco and dip banned among major league baseball minor players? league players? I know that they did a, a ban. I don't know if it's major league or not. Are they still? They're still dipping in the major leagues. I, I think they I are. don't know, but I they have to be. They're. I mean, they're adults. Can't they do what they want? Yeah, but I think the idea was at some point, well, this is setting a really bad example for our youths. What's your worst habit, Slee? If it wasn't dip or chew, what's the worst? Did you ever Eating have to late get something up? Eating late at that's night? That's not so bad. I mean, it's not great, but that's It's not, not so good bad. at all. Yeah, but it's You know not... what I still do a little bit that I should be really embarrassed by, but hmm. I caught myself doing it the other day? I just I did it a lot as a kid. As I still bite my fingernails occasionally. Yeah, I'm not a bit, but you'd have a weird fingernail thing where you just like tear them. Ireland is a weird fingernail protocol. Yeah, I never clip you, them. You I never just, did that. He never clips his fingernails. He just sort of tears Peels them. I just tear them off when they get long. <laughs> like daily? No, I'm with John on that one. I just don't bite my nails. Like, you know, people just literally will bite their nails and you got just a little. I never do that. But you, Mace. Worst habit? Yeah. Well, aside, you, from, maybe, late, maybe. aside from late night eating. <laughs> Which is a given. That's I can't I can't shake that one. Yeah, I can't shake it. I well, can't did you shake. Guys, did anymore. you guys hear what we what we did? Mason was so committed to ending his late night eating binges mm-hmm. that he was going to change his Grubhub password to something he would never. Remember. Oh yeah, that's right. And I convinced him to let me change his password. So now, right now, I'm the only person alive that knows the Grubhub <laughs> password. To Does he have to has call that you? Helped? Has that helped? Ha- oh, it has. I have not been able to use Grubhub. And I don't use any other service. Grubhub is the only one. So I've not actually caved do, in are at you any not, point. Like, I just go in the fridge. Uber Eats and uh, I, I, I just, I'm choosing to go Grubhub alone. And, and Ireland's like giving me clues, yes or no questions and stuff. <laughs> um, Ireland, you want to do it right now? Um, I think we have to go because oh, McVeigh's yeah, no, coming on. We have on. to do. McVeigh's coming on. Oh, so you we got, got McVeigh coming on. You got it. All right. Sean McVeigh coming up next. Mason in Ireland also coming up next. Don't ask a soup question. No. Nope. Stravin Sleep. We'll see you I'm tomorrow. I'm doing it. <laughs>